Richtung KLK. All right, Larry, we got a sponsor for this week's episode. This episode is brought to you by the Smog Jumper. If you're white, there's just one place to go for all your gambling and Mexican hooker needs. The Smog Jumper, just two blocks east of the 405 freeway. Everybody, pile on in to Mackey's Clubhouse. I'm Kevin. I'm Larry. And here we are talking about Season 3, Episode 13, Fire in the Hole. Usually it should be the pumped. last episode of the season, but not this time. I am <laughs> pumped, more. Yeah. yeah. We are on the season finale here. Uh, I always love when a season comes to the end. It's always good stuff, so I'm happy about that. Moving on. Just a three-hour finale. Yes, it's good, so. All right. Um, yeah, the original air date for this, Cenk. Uh, June 1st, 2004, directed by Guy Ferland. Guy Ferland's been around all over the place, all over the yep. show. Yeah, so. I recognize that name quite yeah. a bit. Yeah, Fire in the Hole. It has yeah. to be like a... Uh, there's like this redheaded girl and she's got like a venereal disease and it, it, it's a whole thing going on. So uh, Lohan guest starred. Yeah. 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 Fire crotch. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, this one was written by Kurt Sutter and Charles H. Egley. You could guess that Kurt Sutter was involved because there is a biker gang of white guys. Oh, that is true. Yeah. I guess that, <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, the horde. Yep. So very fitting they, that, uh, did, I wonder why they never ended up in charming. Yeah, that's a good huh. question. Maybe because yeah. they all got busted in this episode and just were in oh, prison forever. Right. <laughs> yeah, they're not, a, they're not a very good biker gang. Yeah. They're pretty bad at it. I um, mean, they were pretty good until this whole AGC car thing took them down. But the Sons of Anarchy would have just shot everyone. Yeah. <laughs> and then gotten away with it somehow. So, this show opens up. Uh, they're at Vic's house. There was a fire. Fire uh, in the kitchen, Jake. Turns out Matthew panned the fucking burner or whatever. He took the pan and just sprayed the burner and almost caught the house on fire. He did not remember to be cool about fire safety. No, he did not. He did not remember that. And so, <laughs> you know, Vic shows up and the fireman, like, he, he convinces the fire guy to, like, um, you know, write this up as an accident, I guess, so that, you know, there's no, you know, insurance and all that jazz, I'm sure, is involved. Yeah, you know, and there's no charges, you know. Yeah. They don't like, want anyone to think this is intentional or anything like that. It's like, no, just got a kid who, uh, you know, doesn't know what he's doing. Yeah. And he offers the fireman a favor, which I was like, oh, yeah. I remember when I first saw this episode, I'm like, oh, that'll come back. But I don't think it ever did. Oh, really? Ever, yeah, I think they just kind of let that lapse, like. Because I That's, thought for sure by the end of the episode, here would come Fireman. But then when he didn't, I was like, well, season four start up and, uh, you know, he'll be he'll be there hot and heavy next next week. But yeah, know? we'll keep an eye out. Maybe maybe there was an episode where that guy called him, but I don't think so. I got that was just one of those things with the shield where you're just like, I don't know if this is ever going to be something or not. It could be. It could not. <laughs> I'll be honest. You're going either way. Too, Jank, uh, for like a season finale, there's a lot of loose ends on this one. <laughs> there really is. It's like it's yeah. not one of their it's not one of their tighter finales. I would didn't uh, wrap I, things I up at all. No, not at all. It's weird. <laughs> um. So Lem goes to the hospital. Tavon's kind of you know he's he's awake. He's coherent and shit. He's you know he's laid up still. He's got broken bones and he can't really move too much, but he can talk and shit. And he tells uh, Lem that. He remembers fighting with Shane and shit. He he, he remembers uh, the story. Uh oh, he he knows he knows what happened. 
Yeah, he's kind of fuzzy on the, on the details, but he definitely remembers getting into it with Shane right before this all happened. So that's not good. Yeah, that's not good at all. Uh, we get the, uh, like we mentioned earlier, the biker gang. Vic's telling Aceveda that they're in town. They're working with the, the Spook Street gang. The, the Horde and the Spook Street gang are working together on this one. But they don't know what. They don't know what it is at this point. <laughs> I feel like just even talking about Spook Street, we're getting in trouble for being I, racist. Yeah. But that's the name of the gang. We didn't do this. No, I didn't come up with this. That's the name of the gang. <laughs> I don't want this. Spook Street and the Horde. Yeah. You think the horde has an E at the end, or do you think there's no E on, on the biker gang? <laughs> like they're just dumb bikers who can't figure out how to spell? Yeah, like, yes. <laughs> yes, it, it definitely could be that. Could be. It's I wonder certainly. if they were big uh, big yeah. fans of He-Man. I think some of the villains on there were called the horde. Oh, could be. Maybe that's a, uh, like a, <laughs> you know, call, uh, what do they call that thing? A, uh, oh, like a callback? Yeah, or, well, not even a callback, but an some, homage. Like hey, homage, yeah. I wonder if that's like an homage to He Man. I doubt it. Yeah. Kurt Sutter doesn't no. seem like a He Man kind of guy to me. Yeah, I suppose not. Uh, <laughs> he Man wasn't greasy enough. No, like I was playing with He Man, and he would have probably like just came over and kicked me in the face. <laughs> yeah, I had He Man's. Me had too. That yeah. shit was great. It was good. It was. I had like the uh, the bad guys kind of playset thing where it had like a microphone. Oh. You like talking to it. It was like the mountain was talking and shit. That shit was oh. great. I mean, I had Castle Grayskull and yeah, that, one was that sort of shit. Too. My mom like, sold that one at a garage sale when I was still a kid. I was like, what? What? Like, why? Why did you do this? Oh, they, <laughs> like your parents sold it? Yeah. What the fuck? I don't know. I, I don't. I still, to this day, have never gotten fully over it. Um, I think I sold mine uh, in 2011 during the great um, out-of-work toy purge on eBay that I got rid of all my valuable stuff that I regret to this day. But what are you going to do? Bye-bye, Optimus Prime. Bye-bye, all those uh, 1980s WWE wrestlers, them big ass with the ring. I had so many of them, too. Oh, shit. I know. All my G.I. Joe's gone. I'm sad. But anyways. He's just gone back to stripping. I know. <laughs> I hear you. Um, so, uh, we got Danny and Julian. There's a fucking car crashed into, like, a coffee shop or some shit. So, they're looking at that <laughs> dumbass stuff. Whole, <laughs> There's a bunch of stolen booze in the back. Yeah, it's uh, this, like this whole angle's dumb. Yeah, it's not great. It's very. Uh, there's probably four minutes devoted to this the entire episode, which is a good thing because there's yeah. not a lot to it. Because I think too, I think this is more just so that dude can hit on Danny. Yeah. They just need a reason for that Taylor. Is this Taylor? Taylor. Yep. Yeah, they just need a reason for him to be around. So, like, they, you know, they put him on a case or whatever. But mm-hmm. it's so dumb. Who cares about it? Um, let's see. So, uh, Aceveda tells Vic at this point that, like, uh, you know, you, you better fill Claudette in on what's going on. And, you know, from here on out, just run everything through Claudette. So, she's kind of running this, this strike team again a little. Yeah, because basically, like, this whole AGC thing was supposed to be kind of a secret they were trying to keep as few people in on it as they could, but since, since at this point she's supposed to be taking over for Aceveda in a couple of you know 
months or weeks at this point. Uh, he's like, well, you better fill her in now, so get her ready for this. Yeah. So, you know, Vic's got to, you know, swallow the pill there, and, you know, he's just going to do what he's going to do. not too happy about it, but... So, so their let... plan is uh, they don't want to give up the AGC's thing that, you know, those cars were bugs, so they got to try to find somebody else from Spook Street, like, who's doing something that, you know, is illegal, and then try to, you know, lean on him to give up what's going on with the Horde tonight. Because this is all happening in, you know, the same day. Like, basically, that night, something big's happening. They just don't know what. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Lem tells the rest of the strike team that Tavon remembers what happened, and they're all shitting their pants and stuff. Yeah. Ronnie's this is like, where Ronnie what? first finds out, because he yeah, had no like, idea. What, what the fuck? <laughs> and, then, and they were all like, well, you know, you were off all those days, and then, like, you never say anything when you're here. We just kind of forget about you. You're always in the corner. So, <laughs> but yeah, this is where Ronnie finds out. Yep. And so he's kind of, I guess, like, I, I would understand, like, you know, you know, are you guys a team or aren't you a team? How come some things are known by some people and not everybody? And it's like that sort of thing. Yeah, Lemmy flat out calls it out and he's just like, you think this is still a team? And it's yeah. Like, no, it is, I swear. But yeah, tensions are at an all-time high with the strike team. It's it's not looking good for them. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> not so much. Um, so Vic and Lem, they go out on a stakeout. They're, they're staking out the Spook Street Gang, like the headquarters. I don't know who it is. I can't remember the dude's name. Yeah. But they're kind of outside his house or his headquarters or whatever it is. And then, like, this bum shows up, puts, like, his, you know, his Dixie cup in the car, and, you know, Vic's like, get the fuck out of here, or whatever, and, and like, it's Waylon. Whoa. Like, you get the fuck out of here. Yeah. You know? He's like, we yeah, we're sitting on these house. guys first. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, there's, like, a dick, dick waving contest here between those two, you know, and then it's like, get lost, you get lost, and like, they scream at each other, and then, boom, Jank, ten minutes 37 seconds the theme song at this point good lord that's a that's a deep dive into an episode yeah i think a large part of that was the uh previously on the shield thing because i noticed it was especially long on this one i i agree with you i even said it <laughs> yeah. i was like my god they're like they're recapping the entire season but that's, yes. that's what you do on a finale though jank you gotta you gotta wrap the whole season up so people know what's going on for the finale <laughs> yep yeah, that's true. Yeah, so bam, that's that, that's deep. Um, so we're back at the station now. Yeah, now the decoy squad and the strike team and Claudette and Aceveda are all in the one of the interrogation rooms, kind of comparing notes. Yeah. Um, decoy squad's like, we're sitting on this guy. He's making kitty porn, like child on child porn, and uh, working with a social worker who's just a piece of shit. And so we're trying to take them down, and they're like, well, what are you guys after? And Asabe just kind of dances around. He's just like, oh, I can't tell you. But yeah. it's big. <laughs> <laughs> like, we need him to corroborate a tip, but they won't say what. Like, I, would, I don't know why they didn't tell him at least, you know, what it involves, not necessarily how they got the tip. Yeah, I don't understand why they don't tell him either. Especially when later, like, him and Claudette are... You know, interrogating people, trying to get that information. Like, doesn't he need to know what it is so he can know when they can stop? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Like, these guys are offering up other things. Like, how does he know that's not what they're after? Right. Yes, I hear you. Um, 
so uh, Claudette is undercover. She's gonna be she's gonna be a like a new social worker of some kind. Yeah. She's gonna she's gonna start pimping girls like little kids. Yeah, she's gonna be like like the uh, the bad lady's supervisor, I guess. Yeah. Like she's been in on this the whole time, and now this this lady got out of hand, so she's taking over. It's uh, I'll be honest with you, I could absolutely watch a decoy squad spinoff. Well, maybe back then, probably not now. <laughs> yeah, that way, guys, very elderly, pretty old at this point. But um, <laughs> yeah, I I really like the decoy squad. Yeah, it is a shame that we didn't get to see them do stuff more. Yeah, um, especially I mean, this is the early days of FX still. Like, you can't throw some money at a decoy squad spinoff. Like, what yeah. else you got? Yeah, you only got, got like what? three shows. Son of the Beach. <laughs> um, so Vic and Christina, they're, they're outside. They're you know she's getting ready to go to San Diego. He's coming down like a day or two later or whatever. Mm-hmm. They're making their plans, and then the boyfriend calls and he gets mugged. Like, yeah. What? <laughs> Very convenient timing. Yeah, she's going out of town. He gets mugged. Okay. <laughs> This guy's a piece of work. Um, so now what you do, like, at the same time, it is shitty for him. Like, he is being a little bitch and just trying to manipulate her, but at the same time, she is cheating on him rampantly. I get ya. Yeah. All the way around, they should just not be together. Yeah, it is true. Like, now that you put it that way, it's like, yeah, you're always like, well, these fucking boyfriends always being a little bitch about everything. But at the same time, it's like, well, you know, he didn't do anything wrong. This this girl is cheating on this guy, essentially. Yeah. I mean, she's already fucked Vic before and shit. Yeah, a couple of times. Ugh. Um, so we start to get into the meat and the potatoes here, uh, Jank, with the, uh, mm-hmm. the Armenians. Here come the Armenians. Uh, oh, apparently, yeah. O'Brien's missing. Uh oh, O'Brien. Yeah, they kind of got the the impression there was a mole in Treasury. Uh, that's how the Armenians found out about O'Brien, and now all of a sudden O'Brien's just not not home, and no one can find him. Yeah, Dutch is on the case. Yeah. Yeah. And Aceveda kind of tells him he can take Vic, even though Vic's supposed to be working this horrid thing at the same time. He's just like, hey, you can take him. Let's <laughs> see what he knows. See if he can find out about anything about this. Uh, so Vic, you know, they're all outside now, Vic and the strike team. He tells them O'Brien's missing. Uh, it, they can't find this guy dead or whatever. We got to find him first and get oh, but the fuck yeah, out of here. Oh, that happens when Dutch kind of tells Vic all this stuff. He, uh, he mentions that he's going to go check out the bar where the guy says he found the marked money, see if O'Brien's there. And Vic's going to go check on something else. And Vic mentions, okay, yeah, he sees, he basically sees Shane and Lem getting in, 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 like, into a fight in the clubhouse. And he's, like, kind of distracted. So he's kind of like, all right, yeah, we'll talk uh, after you get back from the small jumper. And uh, Dutch is kind of like, hmm, how did he know that name of the bar when this is the first he's ever heard of Neil O'Brien right now? That is true, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's kind of an important plot point. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. See, that's why you're here, Jank. And Vic, like, immediately is just like, ah, oh, fuck, I fucked up. <laughs> he knows. Yeah, he definitely knows. Um, <clears throat> where are we here? So, now he's telling the strike team they they got to find him before, you know, Dutch and M guys or the Armenians find him. They got to get to him first because they want to get him the fuck out of town. Yeah. Um, 
So it turns out like now we run into Dieger. Like one of Dieger's oh, yeah. yeah, one of Dieger's guys, I guess, got killed by the Armenians. I think it was and, like his cousin or something. Yeah, I think he does say cousin. Now this is the part where like now what is that on the face? I'm I'm guessing it's blood, but they all had the exact same shape. Yeah, I don't know. That must be a gang thing. I don't know. <laughs> well, tell me, well, what about when you were in a gang? <laughs> well, when I was in a gang, we just, you know, snorted a bunch of pixie sticks and... Fluffy fingers? <laughs> yep. Yeah. <laughs> Fair um, yeah, there wasn't All a whole right. lot of blood involved. Because we were the Crips, not the Bloods. Yeah, here we go. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Um, it's a good question. So they go and see uh, Diego. What does he tell Diego at this point? Like, I'm looking uh, for... Oh, the, yeah. He's like, I'm looking for O'Brien. We got to find him so that they stop doing this. Because they think that Diego's cousin was killed by an Armenian. And they're like, he's like, I don't know why. We don't have any beefs with any Armenians. And it's like, oh, yeah, because of the money train. Um, so they're like, well, we know that O'Brien's looking for Mexican hookers. Or he's a thing for Mexican hookers. So, you know... Ask around, see if any of your girls are spreading for a gringo, uh, I believe is how they call it. And yeah. um, and so, yeah, let us know. And, like, send one of your guys to sit at the smog jumper and keep an eye out for him there. And he does. He sure does. Yeah. I wonder how uh, that guy was there, just, like, all day long. Just, yep, another one. Another one. <laughs> yeah, because... He, coming. Because Dutch, like couple minutes later he goes into that smog jumpers bar and he's like hey uh, i'm looking for o'brien basically and the guy's like i don't know i don't know anybody like that or he hasn't been in or whatever and then he's like has any other cops been in here a bald guy named mackie yeah so now, his redneck partner <laughs> yeah so <laughs> yeah that was a good that was a good line um <laughs> so he's looking into Vic as well yeah he's on the case and uh, that guy that they sent to the smog jumper, he apparently alerts Dieger. Dieger alerts the strike team to this, and he also says that, yeah, we found O'Brien. He's at some hotel banging out a Mexican hooker, of course. But it's like, man, this guy, last night, the Armenians were, like, shaking down his place. He had to run. And just immediately the next day, he's like, I got to get a hooker. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's so weird. What are yeah. the chances? I know. Like, how... That seems like a special occasion type thing. I've never gotten a hooker myself, but that doesn't seem like, oh, man, before noon, I always got to get a hooker every day. Yeah, because, like, um, they tell them, too, like, get the you got to get the fuck out of here, man. They're going to fucking <laughs> yeah. kill you. Like, dude, dude, we're not even kidding around at this point. And he's like, well, I got to wait and see what happens with the Lakers game tonight because I don't have any money. <laughs> yeah, he's got no money, but he's apparently got just enough for a hooker. Yeah, that, that is, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, when I don't have any money, that means, like, eh, I don't know if I'm getting McDonald's tonight or not. I might have to just have <laughs> peanut butter sandwich. Not, oh, I'm going to have to just get one hooker this week. <laughs> I ain't got hooker money if I ain't got money. Yep, I agree. <laughs> oh, but, when, but when I have money, Jank, I have, <laughs> I have hooker money. Let me tell you. Ugh. That fat hooker wad. So, huh, here we go. Vic gets a call. There's there's another body. Uh-oh. It's Dieger. Yeah, this one hurts. Yeah, I, I like, like that, that dude a lot. Yeah. Man. He cut his feet off. 
Like, he started out the season as kind of a pain in the ass, but he, he very quickly got on board and was just playing ball and trying to trying to help out. And he seemed like a good dude. <laughs> for a bad always, dude. Always for a bad guy. Girl. He was a good, bad guy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he was always... He's always making sure his woman was taken care of. He was a giver. Yeah, he was a <laughs> giver for sure. Um, yeah, his feet are cut off just like uh, the other guy, and like he's got cigarette burns all over him. So it was not a fun uh, death, apparently, yeah. not That's... at all. Um, and they're just like, oh shit, he probably like told the Armenians about us that we're always asking about that money and shit. So now the strike team's kind of on the Armenians' radar. It's not a good time. Lem is cracking. Yes. Yeah, so he is, is cr- definitely cracking. Like, all the pressure and just all the dead bodies that are basically all their fault, I think, are really getting to him as well. Yeah. And they're just going to continue getting to him because there's more to come. So, Claudette and... Uh, what's his name? <laughs> I like when uh, Our- Claudette's doing, like, her acting exercises in the mirror. I thought she was going to do a little bit of lion face, lemon face, but yeah, that would be never awesome. quite went that far. Yeah, yeah. so her and Trish, they're, they're with the with the dude now. They're getting ready to do the porno shoot or whatever, I guess. Mm-hmm. And so Claudette's like brokering a deal and all that kind of stuff. And then um, I like that this guy, he was like doing the fucking hand thing where he's like making the square, trying to picture it in the frame. Like, you're yeah. like fucking kitty born, dude. What are you doing? Yeah, he puts, like, a bright pink teddy bear on the bed, and then, yeah, does that, like, oh, I'm a director fingers. Yeah. yeah. This is going to be a very artful picture. And then <laughs> and then he's like, uh, you know, oh, what kind of kids? And she's like, uh, Trisha's like, oh, I got a 10-year-old and an 8-year-old. Like, ever suck a dick? Yeah, it's just, it was weird as fuck, man. It was just yeah, odd. it really was. Yeah. It's, uh, it's bad times. The decoy squad's just got to be like, what the fuck are we doing with our lives? We I do this you. all the time. I know. So, anyways, they they bust that dude. Yep. Yeah. Sure do. Bring That's him in. Good. Yeah, that was good. But it is cool to see uh, Claudette kind of working with the decoy squad and trying to uh, trying to mend fences there a little bit because obviously it did not end well <laughs> last we saw of them. No, Waylon does not like Claudette at all. Yeah. I do kind of feel like they should have waited, maybe like a season or two down the line. You have this. So where they kind of, you know, like bring the decoy squad back after it's been a while. And, you know, things have kind of cooled off instead of just doing it like two episodes later. But I don't know. I guess it kind of works. Yeah, oh, it definitely works for me. I, I really like this storyline. Um, everybody's now living at Vic's house, his little apartment or whatever. His family's all there. And he wants, you know, the, the wife wants to put the kid in a, in a, in a home, basically. Yeah, she at least kind of suggests it. Vic's just yeah. fucking flips his shit. He's like, no fucking way are we doing that. Yeah. Um, let's see. Oh, I, I guess we should mention there uh, with this, um, like Lauren and her boyfriend, uh, Vic goes to Danny and Julian and is like, hey, can you go take this guy's statement? Like, he's not reporting this mugging, but you should go check it out. Which it seems like a weird choice to put them on it. <laughs> Like, I know he can't do it, and but go to somebody else besides Danny, who, like, is clearly seeing through his bullshit and knows that he's sleeping with her. Yeah. Like, maybe you go to some other dude and ask for this favor. Yeah. Not the lady you used to be sleeping with at the 
you know, police force. It's just, oh, it's weird, Jang. I'm telling you, once again, for like a season finale, they wasted a lot of minutes on stupid shit in this episode, man. <laughs> Odd. Very strange. Yeah. Um, so, Strike Team finds out that uh, O'Brien uh, never left. He, he didn't leave town at all. Even though his strike team gave him money and shit and told him, just get the fuck out of here, and if you won your bet, we'll we'll, we'll figure out a way to get you money. Um, well, he didn't go, because, you know, he's a degenerate and all that shit. Yep, so they right. got to get to the bookie's place, and they show up there. The bookie's and they're lucky dead. that Dutch apparently doesn't know, he still doesn't know who the bookie is. Like, the guy at the bar is only able to tell him it was something like a dog's name, <laughs> and he owns a furniture shop, but... Apparently Dutch can't figure that out, but the strike team, since they actually talked to O'Brien, they know just who the bookie is and shit like that. Yeah. So they they gotta hide O'Brien's body because once again, if they if they find out he's dead, you know Dutch and uh, you know the Justice Department and the Feds, they're all gonna set up camp in Farmington, and eventually they're gonna figure out that you know Vic and the boys are involved with this. Mm-hmm. So yeah, both the bookie and Dutch or uh, O'Brien are both dead. Yeah. No fee. Same place. <clears throat> now, let me ask you this, Jank. <laughs> okay, so, like, do you find it odd that, like, if you're the Armenians, okay, the bookie, you killed him upstairs in that chair. Mm-hmm. Whatever. I don't know what's coming out of his mouth. Poison? I don't know. It looked like foam. I don't, I don't know. There was something definitely coming out of his mouth. It looked foamy. I don't know what it was. Uh, but anyways, okay, so Dutch and all them guys get there. Aceveda. Now, the fucking guy's downstairs in that pool. He ain't got no feet, so he certainly didn't walk down there. Don't they find it weird that, that the Armenians would go and kill him and then, after he's dead, carry him downstairs? <laughs> like, they're detectives. Um, like, wouldn't they think, like, this seems weird? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, they did find one body in that little pool, so who's to say that it couldn't have been, you know, they obviously carried someone downstairs, presumably. They carried O'Brien down there initially. But they don't, yeah, but Osservator doesn't know that, though. Yeah, that's true. All they know is they should have been the why, why moves the body. Yes, why would they already. bother that? They would. You would think they'd want that right on Front Street. As soon as somebody walked in the mm-hmm. fucking door, there he is in that chair. That's true. I don't know. It was just weird to me. I I wouldn't think that he would have moved it. But long story yeah. short, um, they they stuff O'Brien into a couch because Lem has a plan. <laughs> he knows what to do with O'Brien. Yep. As reluctant as Lem is to be involved with all this shit, Lem, Lem's got the plan for this one. So they load up the fucking thing. Um, uh, let's see. Claudette and Whalen. They're talking to bad check dude, because I guess the, the pedophile <laughs> guy gave up a dude who writes bad checks. Yeah. Because it turned out the pissed. pedophile guy really wasn't any sort of anybody in this gang. Like, he was oh. like a, a, a low-ranking no one. And he really didn't, he didn't have anything to, like, you know, barter with, uh, you know, to like, oh, well, give us something better and we'll see what we can do type of thing. He didn't have nothing except for this check cashing guy yeah primo i think is his name and he like apparently just got out of jail like a week ago and is already passing bad checks again yeah. so they kind of start sweating him and he's giving up stuff and they're like ah, oh, no that's not good and then finally he gets around to yeah the horde are robbing some some place tonight like i'm like oh okay tell us more about that 
So they now know what the Horde is doing. And so the strike team, who have just finished loading the, the couch full of body into their, their van, get called away to go take down the Horde. <laughs> so I guess Shane parks, I think, the van in front of his house, hoping that you know they know it's a cop's place, no one will take it. And uh, then they go to take down the Horde, and the Horde comes out, you know, they're walking out of somewhere, like a bank or something, with just a bunch of money bags and giant guns and shit. But the yeah, strike I, know, team... I, I didn't know where they were. I really thought of Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back in this spot, like, yes. the, you, know, you know, the girls, but I don't know what they were robbing either. I think they did mention it. Let me see. I'm sure they did, but I'm very bad at the small details. I'm just waiting for one line or something. Oh, it was some, like, auto show or something, because they said, like, oh, it's a holiday weekend, that's probably or something like that the auto show yeah some kind of auto event i believe goes to the auto show besides like the guys from you know west coast chopper <laughs> well those guys are loaded i mean they, they go there like you know like oh you could meet the the one with the beard or the other one with the beard come on down and meet you know well, i can't remember those guys names like that's the kind of you know that's what you do at the auto show like you talk yeah. to those guys Pretty much. I met. We went to the auto show once when I was a kid, and uh, Adam West and Burt Ward were there. Oh, all right. Well, I didn't know. You know, I'm all of a sudden a big fan of the auto show. Yeah. See, it's yeah. not all bad. Yeah. I, I, I was near Adam West once. Uh, he came to like a comic book show. I was probably like 21, 22. Um, and, uh, you know, it was kind of just like a, you know, story time with Adam West. And he just kind of like stood up front and just talked about like the Batusi and just shit like that. It was pretty cool. Oh, that's awesome. I love Adam West. Man. I love to see him. Yeah, that guy is great. He is great. He seems like just the most nicest, genuine guy. Yeah. Yep. He really did. Yep. All right. Um. So... Where are we at here? Um, so we're back at the bookies' place now. Everybody's yeah. at the bookies. Aceveda, Vic, Dutch, they're all there. And Vic convinces Aceveda, oh, put me on the Armenians. Mm-hmm. You, you want the Armenians? Give me the Armenians. I, I, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll go through them foot by foot or something like that, he says. I don't yeah, know. I'll unravel them foot by foot. Yeah, I'll unravel them foot <laughs> by foot. That was weird as fuck. Um, so... You know, we get another scene with Taylor hitting on Danny. I think he gives her a card or something. Is there oh, some he's got, like, tickets to McCoy Turner, a sold-out show. Who the fuck is McCoy Turner? Yeah. How is, his, how is he sold out? I think I it's a know guy. See, I think it's a band. Oh, it could be. I don't know. Either way, I tried Googling it. I think it's made up. Is no, it? it's not. Oh, there's McCoy Tyner. Yeah. He is a... Jazz pianist. That doesn't seem like that would be sold out. <laughs> he died about six months ago. I bet it was coronavirus. Ooh. Damn. I don't know. Doesn't say. But okay, so maybe that maybe that is a real person. I don't know. I don't know. He would have been fishy. He would have been alive, but either way. Um <laughs> so yeah, Danny getting hit on again. Yep, and she then Taylor offers to help. He like hears that they're looking for stolen shit, and he's like, "Oh, my ears are burning. Let me help you out with that." So they go to this, uh, you know, uh, I guess a bar that always serves illegal shots, and they're asking, you know, "Hey, have you seen this booze?" And like the guy's like, "Yeah, this guy sells it to me." 
So they, they get a line on who actually sold the booze to him and who was driving the car. So they go arrest him, and, you know, the day is saved. And uh, Taylor's just kind of like, hey, this was fun, right? You know, like, we should do this again sometime for real. And Danny's just like, mm. She just kind of stares at him. And Taylor just has to kind of be like, oh, all right, bye. <laughs> see, I didn't – see, I got the – I don't know if you picked up on it, but, like, this is the scene where, like, um, Julian's in the background, like, waiting to go in. Mm-hmm. See, like, to me, the, the implication in this scene was Julian was kind of telling that dude, she's my woman. Because that's like, he kind of <laughs> looks and he's like, oh, I didn't know it was like that. And he's like, well, if you change your mind, here's my number or whatever. Um, I don't know, though. Like, I, I almost no. got like Julian was big brothering her. Yeah, he definitely was doing that. But I think if she really wanted to go out with him, she would have. But I think she's kind of put off by the whole him being a criminal thing and <laughs> doesn't want any part of that. Well, it also seems like she seems too old for him. Yeah, he is really trying to pursue this for some strange reason when I don't totally get it. Well, maybe he likes an older lady, but then again, maybe they're the same age. I don't know. Yeah. It just seems like he seems like he's in his early 20s and she seems like she's in her early, late 40s. <laughs> yeah. That's all. Like my age. There's uh, there's also a really good scene where uh, where Julian is trying to help out the store owners whose car their store got run into by the the guy driving the car and uh, he he goes to Claudette and is just like oh hey uh, you, Dutch tells me that your boyfriend's a contractor and yeah Claudette just stares daggers at Dutch yeah like you motherfucker good lord <laughs> this is why I don't tell you anything this is it exactly. He's very, like, blunt. Like, he's just, like, as a matter of no, like, uh, wait, hey, I was wondering if it was, like, I oh, hear that, you know. Yeah, I don't know. He's just very, like, uh, he, he has no, part, you know, like, he has no skills to communicate with other human beings, it seems, Julian. No. Yeah, he's, he might be, he might be another Matthew. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah. He's weird. But I do like just Claudette being so pissed. She's like, this is fucking... I hate everyone knowing about my business. This yeah. This is like the ultimate just... Uh. But she does appreciate him making the effort, I guess, to try to help people. And not go down the Vic path. So I guess that's something. And then, you know, we get the last scene, basically, where the strike team is burning O'Brien's body in some big furnace. They're, they're in some kind of like... It looks like, you know, where Freddy Krueger lives. Yeah, pretty like much. Some boiler room somewhere, but we don't know where they're at, right? Yeah, I wish I knew what what this was, but I don't know. Well, we'll see or how Len knows about it. Yeah, we yeah. sure will. Next season. <laughs> yeah, next season we'll, we'll see it again. And that, that's where we end, Jank. That's where the season ends. Right there, they're burning O'Brien up. Everything's good. Phew, Vic will be safe until <laughs> season four. Yeah. Um, I went eight and a half out of ten on this. Eight and a half. Yeah. That's good. I, I agree with that. It's uh, it's a great episode. It kind of ratchets everything up. Um, I guess, oh, we didn't mention that, uh, I think Dutch at one point asked Aceveda in this episode, like, hey, like, a couple of months ago, you didn't want the strike team involved in this whole Armenian thing. Like, why was that? And apparently it wasn't that uh, Aceveda was suspicious of them. It was just he was trying to keep them on their quota duty instead of doing anything gang-related. Yeah. Or at least that's what he says. That's what he says. But it seemed like that's the way he was thinking, because even the next episode, when Dutch is asking about the strike team, like, Asami's just like, what? 
Oh yeah, that can't be. <laughs> so I, <laughs> I think, I think that literally was the case, and it, I don't know. Strange, because it sure seemed like he knew at the beginning of the season, but I guess not. Yeah, I don't know. All right, so let's award this biatch. All right, let's do some best quotes. Ooh, yeah, best quotes. Uh, let's look <laughs> through here. We talked about some of them. Uh, you think this is still a team? Yeah, that's a good one. Oh, you know what we also got to mention about uh, plot-wise? Is at one point Dutch does ask Vic about the smog jumper thing and like, hey, how did you know, you know, what uh, about the smog jumper, the name of the bar and shit like that? And Vic comes up with a really bad excuse. Like, <laughs> I don't know how that, like, answers anything. Because he's just like, oh, I saw his rap sheet. And, you know, that's the only place you could go to get Mexican hookers and gamble if you're white. But why would he ever have seen O'Brien's rap sheet? Like, he was never involved in that case at all. <laughs> well, I think at that point we're assuming that, you know, since Vic is in on it, he has since looked at the, at least the rap sheet just to get an idea of what's going on in this case he's been asked to participate in. Yeah, but he was just – that was the same conversation as when Dutch told him he was involved now. Oh. <laughs> that was literally the first time he was asked to participate in this at all. So there's no way he could have seen this guy's rap sheet. That's a good point. <laughs> so I don't think you have to be a super sleuth to see through that bullshit. Um, all right. Uh, there's a good quote from, uh, you know, when Vic's telling strike uh, the strike team about O'Brien on the run and all that shit. And Lem, you know, once again, let me in any of this anymore, but, uh, He's like, what about the fact that the guy's innocent? And then Shane goes, the guy's an asshole with a rap sheet as long as your sad face. And then they <laughs> fucking get into it, and it's awesome. It really is. That is pretty great. Like, who wins that fight? Lem beats the fuck oh, out of Oh, for right? sure. He yeah, pounds him into the fucking floor. It's not even close. Like, Lem, Lem beats all of them up, right? Yes. Yeah, we'll find out sooner than later. Oh, I don't even remember. Okay. I don't even remember that. We'll talk about that this Wednesday. <laughs> oh. Um, all right. Uh, let's see. I also had uh, – I like when they're they talking about, oh, yeah, Brian's got a thing for Mexican hookers, and Vic says, what is it about Irish guys and Latin tail? Yeah. That's definitely a shot at Gilroy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't even pick up on that. Yep. Yep. That's a little, a little Gilroy reference there. Yeah, there definitely is. Um, when they swarm into O'Brien's hotel room, he comes out of the bathroom and Shane's like, wash your hands. And he's like, what? And he's like, you just took a piss. Go wash your hands. Like, it's pretty awesome. He was preparing for the days of COVID. Yeah. Yeah. Shane, Shane's not getting the, he's not getting the one nine. Um, and then later on in that same scene, like. When they're telling him, get the fuck out of town, here's money, we'll cover your, you know, if the Lakers win, we'll get you your money. And he's like, where the fuck am I supposed to go? And he goes, Akron. And he goes, where's that? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm sure it's Akron, Ohio, right? There, there's no Akron. Yeah, Akron, I think Ohio. so. Yeah. Right. There's no power base there. I'm assuming there's no Armenian power base in Ohio. That would make sense. Yeah. Because why would there be? There's not much in Ohio except for apparently Trump supporters, from what I hear. I don't know. Other than that. 
Um, uh, I like when they first when they bring in the decoy squad and they're you know he, they're telling them why they're looking at the Spook Street guy and they won't say why they're looking at you know why they're going after him and he's just like oh so I show you mine but you won't show me yours and Vic's like yeah just like when I had your team streaking through this place. <laughs> <laughs> well, I missed, I kind of missed that quote. I didn't even I don't even remember, really remember that one. Yeah, good throwback there. Yeah. I don't have any other quotes. Um, let's see. <laughs> I like when uh, when Aceveda tells Dutch that he can use Vic and the strike team to uh, look into this case with him. And he's just like, but just as a resource, right? And Aceveda's just like, yes, Dutch, you're in charge. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> Rocket Dutch, man. He's so fucking worried about everything. Like, he's not going to get the credit he thinks he's owed. Yep. Same thing at the beginning of the episode when he's just like, he sees Claudette come out of that meeting and he's like, oh, what's up with that? And she's like, you know, they wanted me to be in the loop, so now I'm in the loop. And he's just like, oh, so what's going on? You know, I'm in the loop. <laughs> he's just like, yeah, I got my own things going on too. Very hush hush. Yeah. He's so yes. butthurt. Uh, let's see. Oh, I did like the line, Dutch would look into his own mother if he thought he could catch a case. Yeah. <laughs> yes, for sure. That is true, for sure. Yep. He will go after anybody. All right. Uh, the Kristen Bell Best Guest Star Award. Oh. Um, <laughs> this is a weird one, Jank. I went with, uh, there's a scene where, like, the strike team raids, I forget where the fuck they're at, but there's a naked girl with these, like, paw print tattoos up her back and ass. <laughs> I went with her. That must have been the Mexican hooker, right, that O'Brien was? Uh, yeah, I, I think it was, yes. Yeah, she kind of runs out the door real quick or something oh, like that. Dude. I just I saw those paw prints running down her. I was like, oh yes, I am into this so much. I will follow that trail. Yep, that's who I went with. That girl. That's her name. Good. Mexican hooker. That's her name. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> she earned that award. Yes. <laughs> um, I went with Diego because I don't think I've given him one yet. Somebody always uh-huh. was there to to. To you know, nudge him out of the way, but uh, I'm gonna give him this one because you know this, this is like pouring out a 40 for him. Basically, this is uh, his last appearance, sadly. So yeah, pour one out for my homie. Yep. Yeah. See yeah, that dude was cool. Here. I liked him. Yeah. Good guy. Meet Good you guy. at the crossroads. <laughs> and I'm gonna miss Diego. And I'm gonna miss Diego. <laughs> All right. All right, what do you have for MVP? I really didn't know on this one. Well, I went, I went with a combo between the decoy squad and Claudette for like, yeah. like all their scenes were great together. Like <laughs> they were, like even early on, like the decoy squad was great in this episode when you know when they first you know when he comes up to Vic's band and then they were all mm-hmm. talking in the in the uh, interview room and then them all teaming up with Claudette like reluctantly, nobody really wants her there, but. It is what it is, and you know it works out for everybody. And I thought I thought they kind of carried this episode. Yeah, and it is nice that by the end, like Waylon has definitely calmed down. Like he has, he's okay with Claudette again. Yeah, he's like, not, not going to be call her together. no Christmas <laughs> yeah. card, but he's not going to punch her in the face anymore either. Yeah, that's kind of weird. Yeah, that. so it's nice like, to see some resolution there. I like to keep almost all my relationships like that. 
<laughs> don't yes. don't call me or email me or whatever. But I, I'm, you know, we won't punch each other in the face either. Like, we're, we're yeah. Just, just right. think nice things about me, but you know, we won't see each other very. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> I hear you. Um, what about? Let's go fuck up the. Uh, oh yeah, the Vendrell Cup for the biggest fuck up. Yeah. I had to go with uh, someone who doesn't normally win this award, but I had to give it to Vic. Oh, why Vic? For mentioning the smog jumper. Like, yeah, oh, yeah. That's, yeah. that's a pretty big fuck up. That is, that is true. He put the team in a lot of jeopardy there. That's a shame move right there is what that was. Yeah. I went with uh, I went with O'Brien on this one. Ooh, yeah. If you would have just went to Akron, dude, you'd still have your feet. <laughs> you fucked O'Brien up. is basically Adam Sandler in Uncut Gems. Just never <laughs> knows when. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I still haven't watched that yet. I still haven't seen oh, that. shit. So good. Speaking of Sandler, that uh, Hubie Halloween movie or whatever hit Netflix, I think, today. And uh, apparently Michael Chiklis is in it. Really? Yeah. There's a lot of people in this movie. He plays a priest or something I saw in the credits. I was going to wow. try to watch that, uh, that Michael Chiklis, Bruce Willis movie that's on Amazon Prime. <laughs> but then I was like, oh, I don't know. Oh, man. <laughs> this is going to be terrible. You are asking for it, sir. <laughs> Yikes. All right. Yeah, bad times. But yeah, O'Brien definitely should have fucking left. Yeah, he fucked what up. What are you doing? Yeah. He can wire you the money. Yeah, it was one Lakers game. I and mean, what was it? A couple thousand bucks even? Like, I get that's a nice chunk of money, but I'd rather have my feet. Yeah, <laughs> I Boy, agree. I'd rather have my feet than a thousand dollars. Well, what do you have for the uh, the Dumpy Award for the worst part of the episode? Same as I I have like probably eighty seven percent of the time, Jank. Vic at home. I don't <laughs> need it. I don't want it, and I don't tolerate it anymore. What do you got? <laughs> Just fast forwarding through those scenes now in protest. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I did like that uh, Vic was, like, really being a good dad there, and Claudette's kind of, or uh, Corinne's just kind of like, oh, she's kind of taking a look, like, maybe I shouldn't have kicked this guy out. Well, too, like, she's also (laughs) thinking, like, oh, yeah, you could be a dad for an hour, but try doing it every fucking day, you fucking dick. That's the kind of look she has on her face. She's just fed up, and she's overwhelmed. Oh, yeah. And Vic's plan to unoverwhelm her doesn't really seem very good, which we'll find out in the next episode. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, for this one, I, I had one line, basically, that just, to me, was so stupid. <laughs> uh, the, the Spook Street guy who was doing the kitty porn, like, when they get him in interrogation, he's just like, Titty, Coochie, and Badonkadonk are all freedom of expression. <laughs> Yeah, that, yeah. Like, you can't take anyone, ex- like, seriously when they're using the word badunkadunk. Yeah. <laughs> I hear it's you, like, but... Even if you're in, a, you're in a fancy, like, interrogation, you're not gonna... You're not gonna say that. 2004, even, though, you know, what's her name? Uh, Missy Elliott's popular. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> you do use it. Who knows? <laughs> Just the... The stringing together of those three just doesn't work. <laughs> it was just goofy, and I didn't. It was wor- didn't yeah. Work. It was. I thought for sure. I was. I even. I was like, I'm gonna write that down, and I was like, Nah, Jank will write that down. I'll let him write on. So yeah. So that yeah. was my uh, my worst part of the episode was that line yeah. there. I'm not sure I know how to spell badonk and donk. 
<laughs> yeah, I just kind of guessed. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'll get the point. <clears throat> All right, well, let's do some uh, some Big Brother casting where we find Big Brother people to play S.H.I.E.L.D. parts. The S.H.I.E.L.D. was... Yeah, yeah. Uh, These were rough. These yeah. Were... <laughs> this was not, not the most fun. Yeah. Uh, we're going to be doing Waylon and Trish from the Decoy Squad this time around. Trish! <laughs> Waylon! <laughs> yeah, Waylon's cool, too. Like, I, I don't want to bang Waylon, but, you know, I like If only Waylon had little paw prints on him. Oh, my God. <laughs> from your lips to God's ears. That's all I'm saying, James. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, who do you want to start with? I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's a real dirge either way. Yeah. Uh well I guess we'll start let's start with Trish. Alright. Uh from Big Brother Three. I went with Danielle. Oh, okay. Yeah, because she's you know, that that's pretty much her. She's smart. She knows what she's doing. Danielle should have definitely won season three. Like she, she outplayed Lisa all season long with her, her and see back then her. And I don't know if you've seen season three. Um, no. no. Oh, okay. Saw her season, on All Stars, but that was about it. Season three is very good, by the way. Um, but her and Jason, there's a guy on there named Jason. He was like a virgin type, uh, pastor's son, you know, just a good dude. And then Danielle was like, you know, she's, you know, a black lady. She's outspoken and that kind of shit. And they had this secret alliance the entire season. And this is like people weren't really alliancing as hard on Big Brother at this point. And they played such a great season together the whole fucking way to the end. And it's really good. So that's why I went with Danielle. Danielle ain't no dumbass. Okay. Yeah, well, I've only my only exposure to her was All Stars, and she didn't do anything too fancy on that season. Yeah, but if you watch season three, she's great. That 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 is a very good season. I don't know if you're done with five yet, but you should move to three next because four okay, blows. Okay. That might be my next one. The 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 hardest part about these older seasons is not having the live vote. Like I hate that they're just like, oh yeah, you know, you just fucking we'll tell you this was the vote, and we don't know who voted for who. Yeah. <laughs> I hear ya. I really don't like that at all. Uh, I don't know. I don't mind it. I'll be honest with you. I really like. I'm definitely old school Big Brother. <laughs> I am. Like you have to know. I mean, there's definitely got to be a balancing act because the way they do it now also kind of sucks, where everyone's just shouting out to their families the whole fucking time. Oh. Like that's the worst. But maybe just pre-record I, it slightly so you can cut that out. <laughs> I show bitch. us the vote. To Nick every fucking time because I'm like listen they should be told do not shout out to your family like here's what they should be allotted every day each one of them can have 60 seconds to go into whatever room live feed and talk directly to the camera say whatever you want to say to your friends your family your kids whatever whatever 60 seconds a day and that's that's your shout out time just go in and vote. I don't want to. I don't want to see you kissing necklaces. I don't want to see hand signals. I don't care about grandma. <laughs> Just fucking vote and move on. 
I don't care if you want to do a hand signal. I don't care about that. But it's the fact that you got to be, you got to make it vocal and actually shout out these people every week. It's fucking terrible. Happy birthday, Tennessee! <laughs> I don't want to hear any more of this. I hear you. I don't. Either. Yeah, I agree. Cause like you can really, you can just go on live feeds whenever you want, find a room that no one's in, and just talk to the live feed all you want. Yeah. Say whatever yes. the fuck you want. I hear all you. All day long. <laughs> so dumb. I hate it. I hate it. I'm not even watching yeah. anymore, Jank. Not this season. I haven't watched in about five weeks or so. Yeah, that's fair. Or I have them all on the DVR, and I really, I just have no interest. It's, I everything I see on Twitter about people, they're saying how boring it is. <laughs> yeah, and the the uh, editors are not taking the clue. That everyone hates Nicole. Like the whole show last night, I feel like was all Nicole. <laughs> oh God! So much Nicole, even though she's not doing anything. She's not won anything the entire year. <laughs> Somehow we still have to have her referenced at all times. Corey. <laughs> all right. So I hate her. Who did you have for Trish? I, I don't remember. Um, I went with uh, Kalia from BB13. Kalia. I don't, know, I don't yeah, remember. I don't remember a whole lot about her, but I was just kind of going through, and to me, that's, you know, looked about right to me, I guess. Oh, it's definitely probably if Trish. You know, oh, ate a before, yeah. So. Okay. I remember this girl. She. I don't think she was there too long. Yeah, that sounds about right. I don't remember. No, I don't remember. I'll be honest with you. I, I don't know. I haven't watched that season in a long time. Yeah, it's been a while. I don't remember like I don't remember what that presence of that the not the pre, the premise. I don't remember what the premise of that season was. But anyways, um, all right, I could see it. You know. I think thirteen wasn't that the one where they brought some old people back, like yeah, uh, did Brendan that, like, and seven Rachel seasons in a row though. And, yeah, <laughs> Jeff and Jordan. I think those when they came back. Is that the one with lips and gums? <laughs> what what did remember Mike Dell used to call Shelly on that season lips and something <laughs> lips and arms I think it was lips and arms lips and arms oh that's great I think that's what he used to call <laughs> arms yeah that's a good one I I hated Shelly I really did <laughs> she was she was very annoying she turned on Jeff and Jordan and then came back to Jeff and Jordan and then went turned on and like she was just a, she was such an idiot yep. She was definitely one of those like when like she was in power and stuff like so cocky and I hate that so much. Oh, I know. I just got to that part with uh with season five where uh, Adria went out of household and just everyone turned on her. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They turned quick. <laughs> yep. She so sanctimonious. Is that? Have, have you seen that one yet? Ah, uh, I think so. What do you think of Marvin? Marvin's cool. I like I Marvin. Love, I love Marvin. Yeah. Mar- they should have brought Marvin back for All-Stars instead of having I know. The they did. I hear you. I always talk. I always try to like. Marvin has replied to me before on Twitter. Really? Yeah. Yeah. He's pretty like, you know, he's pretty cool on there. You could. But he seems busy. He has a cooking show now or something. He, he cooks. Oh, wow. Like on TV like, or like an internet show or what? It's like on TV, but I think I think it's in South Carolina, like on the local South Carolina channel or whatever. 
Oh, and he yeah. makes like it's not like oh I'm making fargoa and all that kind. No, no, he's making like ribs and cornbread and you know like good like just uh, like soul food like home cooking stuff. It's yeah. not too fancy. Oh, we're having crab legs today. <laughs> it's not like That's oh cool. it's fucking you know shit Ramsey would eat. <laughs> all he right, still so, doesn't know how to make scallops. Yeah, nobody does. <laughs> All right, well, uh, let's do some Waylon. Who do you got uh, for Waylon? I only got one person, and it's it's. I went with Steve from Big Brother Twenty, just because he was an older dude, and he was also <laughs> an undercover police officer at one point. Yeah, <laughs> I was thinking along that same line, so I went with Derek from BBC. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Captain Porkchop, according to uh, Evil Dick, that's what he refers to. <laughs> Because he has like a thing with his nose. I also, um, my other backup one was uh, Casey from BB11 because he was kind of older, but he was acting, trying to act like young and trying, like undercover. I love Casey. Like, oh man, I'm a younger guy, but I'm really super old. Yeah, like Casey definitely, like you know, he he's 40, but he's still like he's got the hat at like you know two o'clock, which I hate <laughs> when people do that when when the hat's cocked. Oh man. Like, yeah. You just gotta go full backwards. That's the way to go. I don't even. I used to. I, I go frontwards. Uh, you know, I'm an old man now. I gotta go frontwards. <laughs> you gotta be respectable. Yeah. God, you gotta <laughs> wear your hat like a respectable man. <laughs> <clears throat> All right. Yeah. That's so. That's who I got, Steve. Yeah. He was my pick for uh, for Aceveda. Oh, that's right. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, I think that is uh, that's it for this episode. Um, just a little something I wanted to mention uh, for next week and the week after. Um, we're gonna have one episode each for the next two weeks. Uh, next week we'll have one episode finishing up this season. Because spoiler alert, there was actually some more episodes this season. Are, this <laughs> is the season finale right now, Jank. <laughs> but I just found two unaired unearthed, just taken from the vault episodes that we'll have to talk about. Oh man, now I gotta watch more <laughs> season three. <laughs> Shit. And then the next week, we'll be doing our, our uh, season, you know, end of the season, um, whatchamacallit, palate cleanser episode, where we'll, we'll be watching some kind of a movie and talking about that. Yeah. So the one episode next Wednesday, and then the one episode the ne- Wednesday after that, and then we'll be back to the two episodes a week format once we start season four yeah we'll probably take a week off though right jake <laughs> yeah recording wise yeah yeah i like to take a week off i do i, I like it yeah we just gotta figure out what movie we're gonna talk about for the Pelican. yeah well you figure by then it'll be what like 14 the 17th 18th of october we gotta do something scary right yeah a hundred percent I love horror movies. I don't know what I love horror movies. So I don't know. I'll, I'll let you pick it, Jank. I pick Sleepaway Camp. So you you pick a horror movie. All right, we'll talk about it. All right. <laughs> we'll brainstorm. All right. <laughs> All right. But well, until Wednesday, we'll uh, we'll talk to you then. Bye, motherfuckers. Bye, motherfucker. <laughs>